Another morning podcast here, Josh. Another uh, another start your day with a with a heaping cup of long relief, folks. Pour up the the Joe and get your bacon sizzling. I mean, they can listen to this at any time. True, it might be dinner time when they're listening yeah. to this. Hey, hey, nothing, nothing wrong with breakfast for dinner. Breakfast for dinner. You always felt like you were doing something wrong. It still does. You're a grown man. How hype was a uh, breakfast for lunch days at like grade school? Yeah, like the French toast sticks. French toast sticks. Did you ever have like one of the uh, like, would be like French toast and sausage on a stick or something like? Yeah, like the corn dog. Or oh, I'm it's thinking corn like, dog. Yeah, but the, it was a pancake. Yeah, it was like a. It was a. It was halfway between a corn dog and a McGriddle. Yeah, which McDonald's. <laughs> those things always came out of like the microwave just aggressively hot like for no reason maybe because i was microwaving a frozen pancake but still (laughs) but in the most absolutely unbalanced way possible there would be you take a bite and it would be scalding to the touch but then Mm -hmm. by the time your teeth reach the inside it's frozen yeah defying all laws of physics (laughs) do you ever make ice cream in school uh no i don't what did we're in science class i'm starting to think maybe you worked for some kind of weird ice cream sweatshop i I went to uh they fed us they fed us french toast and made us make ice cream all day long yeah i actually went to school i went to the willy wonka i I just saw this in the trailer Uh, i could i could have done a more whimsical interpretation of wonka than chalamet i'll say that's my dude but stick to stick to Dune. Why, why are we getting? Why are we distracting ourselves with Wonka? Now I'm worried that Dune Two is going to be thrown off by this sort of lighthearted, whimsical nature that he's embodied. How am I no, supposed no, to know? No. It's it's going to be like uh, the guy that did Elvis and now can't stop doing the Elvis impression. Chalamet is going to show up to Dune and be like, "Oh, a ruckus! Give me some caramel." I don't know. It was not fun. That was not good. <laughs> so maybe I couldn't do a better job than Tim. All right, fuck it. Welcome in to the 80th episode of the Long Relief Podcast, the big 8-0. Thank you all. Huge milestone here. You know, when we started, we were like 80 episodes one day, man. And you know what? We made it. We did. We finally made the Isaac Bruce episode. Or, for those of for those you with a more dangerous flair, the Plaxico Burris episode. Ooh, before or after he plaxidentally shot his head. Who's to say? That's for you to find out at the end of this episode. Is you made a bit of a comeback, so just be just be on your toes. <laughs> eighty is also the atomic number of Mercury. Uh, Moses was eighty years old when he initially spoke to God on behalf of his people. That's that uh, seems like that was a little late. Eighty. Uh, today, eighty is now the maximum age you can be if you are a uh, Roman Catholic cardinal to vote in the uh, elections for the Pope. So hopefully, uh, if we that's have uh, that's uh, t- let's you know I don't say this very often, but like we should take some notes from the Catholic Church here. <laughs> I mean, shit. Sometimes they're cooking. That's all I'm saying. Oh, and strong emphasis on sometimes. <laughs> I, I might add, rarely. you know what? You know what? Not often. Let's let's edit it. <laughs> Occasionally. <laughs> um, got a lot to talk about today. That was a lie. Uh, don't have a lot to talk about, but. 
We're going to have a few things to run through here. We're going to start probably with some baseball. We got a little bit of NBA, a little bit of football. Folks, I promised it last week. We've got my top 50 NBA players currently list. Uh, people have been badgering me. TMZ has been taking photos. I've been coming out of restaurants and stuff. They're asking me, who's number 24? Who's number 28? Uh, we'll have that. But first, Josh, the best place to start, I think. We have to celebrate. The streak is over. Hell has frozen over. Pigs have flown. And the National League has won the All-Star game. Oh, I thought you were going to say you finally got an immaculate on the immaculate grid. No, that will never happen. We'll talk about that more later. Hey, you, prom- you promised the next time the Royals uh, were in there, you were going to get it. Hey, the Royals are in it today, Jordan. Oh, shit, I haven't done it today. I expect big things. Well, fuck, now the pressure's on. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts, though, Josh, on the All-Star game? As a National League fan, I'm sure you were jumping for joy when you guys finally – it was, what, the first time in six years? Uh, ten years, actually. It, well, and I know that in general it's like the National League has won like two of the last like 30 or something. Yeah, but I mean, like, like I was telling you, the National League kind of worries more about – once it stopped being for home field advantage for the World Series, it kind of got lame. No. It kind of got lame. What are you talking? That was the most ridiculous rule of all time. But that's what made it awesome. <laughs> the fact that a guy on a sixty and one hundred and two team could hit a home run to win the All Star game and potentially fuck uh, the other side out of home field advantage. I don't know. Uh, no, it was, it was awesome. <laughs> it was cool though. Uh, it was it was a good. It was weird because it was a good game in the sense of it was close, great pitching and stuff, but it was not what you want from an all-star game. No, I I was really, and I'll be real, I was really rooting for J-Rod to walk it off when he had that chance. Yeah, there there was the table was set, and I mean it it was a good game. It was, you know, close. I would rather have this than you know, seven to zero or something. So oh yeah. But uh they, they got to figure out some way to juice the balls, cork the bats for the all-star game, make the pitch. Like the sixth inning on, they need to juice the ball. Yeah. Tell the, any pitchers like, and from like in the second half of the game, like, Hey, like Manfred needs to pull them aside, suck all the blood out of their body with a single touch of his hand. And then say, Hey, only throw like 75%. Kind of groove a couple in there. If, if the hometown kid, if J-Rod comes up, groove him one. Yeah. Um, it was a good game. I think we all like, also want but like I told you, this is the impl- this is the the fallout from the writer strike because yeah. they couldn't Manfred couldn't think of a script like that. Are you kidding me? No. He came J Rod came out to play and Manfred was sitting there like, oh, that would have been so smart. Mm. You know, that was that, and then that he was uh, himself and like had to go home. <laughs> yeah, that script was written by Chat GPT, where like yeah. it, it put all everything was there and you looked at it, you're like, Yeah, that looks like a script, but then when you look a little closer, you're like, This is not good. Yeah, like, wait a minute. He walked, Rodriguez. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, he walked it off all the way back to the dugout after strike. Greg Kimbrel, wait, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Elias Diaz ended up being the hero, as we all expected. Yeah, <laughs> it was funny on Fanduel. I picked like two or three guys and put like one dollar on them to win MVP because it was like one to win like forty. Yeah, picked, like Adley and Salvi, a couple guys that were on the bench. Should have picked Elias Diaz, I guess. I think we all really were watching it towards the end. We wanted the home run derby, right? You know that that was on the table, is that if it went to extra innings, they were going to have a home run derby to determine? I thought that was a joke. That's awesome. Oh, 
that was real. That's a real thing now in the all-star game is that if it goes past nine innings, each team picks three players and they get three swings. I love that. I love everything about that. Craig I wanted that should so have moved one in there, God damn it. I, that would have been so bad because it would have been like Shohei on one. The Shohei, I don't know who it would have been on every side, because especially two, you probably, I guess. Well, I mean, they would have thrown Mookie out there. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's talk about the home run derby because it was we it was weird. This was a weird home run derby because so many cool things happened that weren't that didn't actually matter in terms of who won the derby. And I think it all boils down to my biggest concern. They changed the format years ago. I don't think I, I think they need to change it again. I mean, I think there is I, I like the constant barrage that we have now. Don't get me wrong. A little too I love that the children are in constant danger uh, in that outfield. It's a battle royale. But sometimes it kind of gets hard to keep track of where everything's going on, and the guys are getting gassed so much faster. Yeah. And, like, that's why the last rounds have, like, 17 home runs hit. Right. Yeah, because J-Rod set the record. He hit, like, 41 or whatever in a round. Yeah. And as soon as he did that, I was like, he's not making it out of the second round. He's gassed. Exactly. And uh, Adley Rutschman had the cool moment where he hit like 26, including he switched to the right side of the plate. But then he was beat in that first round. And so here's my pitch. Make it more, make it like the old school three-point contest kind of. And also, I guess, probably like the old school home run derby. I don't know why I needed to switch sports. <laughs> <laughs> Have like your eight people or whatever. Take the top four from the first round and then, then make it a bracket. Then make it head-to-head. Because that would save you the trouble of losing, like, Adley, because he had, like, 26. A couple of years ago, Salvi was in it, and Royals fans, uh, I remember, were very frustrated because he hit, like, 27. And then I think it was – I don't remember who it was – hit, like, 28. <laughs> like, I think it was Darren Judge maybe or something. Yeah. Uh, and then the timing aspect of it. I get that before when it was just based on outs. You would have guys just taking pitches over and over and over, and it wasn't fun. There's got to be a middle ground between that and not seeing any of these home runs. You were pretty much watching the counter on the TV. Yeah. I mean, it it should also just be a pitching machine. Probably. Like, gets rid of having to take any pitches. It's the same for everyone. Yeah, that's true. And they, yeah, I mean, I hadn't thought of it like that. But, I mean, that eliminates the human element of having your dad throw absolute fucking junk to you. Yeah, and then, like... (laughs) I, I I'll be I'll be honest. I'm not a big enough man. If I selected someone to pitch for me in the home run derby and they were giving me, you know, s- sliders outside, <laughs> I wouldn't talk to them again. <laughs> Honestly, I here's what here was my pitch. I said, what would happen if I went out right now to my local ball field with a barrel or a, a bucket of 100 balls, and for the next year I just practice on perfectly grooving a you know 60 mile an hour fucking meatball Mm -hmm. in the exact right spot for wherever i'll look at wherever the hitters always like it probably outside or whatever i will offer my services to anyone next year as like an impartial pitcher like i have no reason to adolis garcia like i i have no beef with you i'm not going to throw you junk but at the same time i'm going to go in there and i'm going to be you know an honest man i'm going to be impartial and i'm going to give you fair pitches why is that? Well, the, the MLB should employ eight. It should be like how the NBA with the draft lottery, they have like a legal, a law firm handle everything behind the scenes. <laughs> they should do that with the home run derby where you should have like 
eight JUCO pitchers and you train them perfectly how to pitch it. They're not allowed to speak to the hitters. They're not allowed to place any wagers. Uh, I don't know. Basically, my my argument is I don't know how you pitch in the home run derby and fuck it up because it's so easy and I, I don't know. I, I also thought about a possible uh, improvement they can make um, in the final round or you get one for the entire bracket. You get 30 seconds with a metal bat. Ooh. So you're like, shit, I got, I got, you know, 45 seconds left and I got to make up five home runs. Bring it, bring out, bring out old Betsy, <laughs> bring out the, the power. But, but then you have the problem of you have Vlad uh, Vlad Jr. hitting 130 mile per hour piss missile line drives <laughs> towards small children. Yeah, but come with a really satisfying. Oh, I mean, it would sound awesome. It would. It really would. I want to see. I want to see if they, if they did that in Colorado. I want to see how far baseball can really fly. God, yeah, I guess we we should talk about Vlad. I mean, he won. Uh, as our guy Jay Kud on Twitter pointed out, he is the second player named Vladimir to win the home run derby. That's oh, really? Cool. Who's first? Interesting stat. Uh, I'm not sure. It didn't say. Wow. <laughs> um, he, I don't know. He was who I bet on. He, I like him a lot, so that was nice to see. But like you pointed out, I mean, it really was. He won because he played well and hit a lot of homers, but didn't overexert himself like J-Rod or whoever. Yeah, didn't well, J-Rod under- was there to put didn't off, underexert yeah. himself like Mookie Betts. Yeah. I really liked when uh, I forget what teammate it was, but he said you have to hit it like over the left, like high and over the left field wall. And Mookie just went, "I don't know how." Yeah, uh, if it was the launch angle derby, he would have had a better time, probably. Yeah, uh, and also Pete Alonso washed. Yeah, what I mean, is he even going to get an invite next year at this point? Like, like, I mean, like kind of just like a two hit wonder. Right. It's 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 pretty and it's I'm not of, talking about the lack of home runs he was hitting. It's honestly kind of embarrassing at this point, too. You feel like that kind of secondhand embarrassment watch you're like, oh come on, man. Like, you know, so like I thought this was like your thing. Old man passed his prime, you know, just time to hang him up, time to, you know, sign with the Phillies. I don't know. <laughs> Adley, we mentioned got screwed. Uh Luis Robert was also there. I guess we I don't think Adley got screwed, but I you know, some Jay screwed Kuda, by the format, I think. Jay Kuda did point out something though. Um, Jay Kuda segment now, yeah. Well, we, there's gonna be a couple more Jay Kuda segments. <laughs> He's the most interesting stat man out there right now. He he dropped some Adley Rutschman anagrams, okay. And I we, saw com- we complain all the time that baseball players don't have names, you know, like Lefty Armo, Duel, Tungsten Armo, Doyle, you know, stuff like that. Yes. Icebox Chamberlain. We need to we need to make Adley Rutschman change his name to one of these following Jordan I that Jay Kuda presents to us. Yes, hit me. Laundry matches. Okay. Dutch Manslayer. That one was my favorite. I mean, like Dutch Manslayer. And is he Dutch? Is he, do we know? Is he Dutch? I, I don't care. <laughs> he can get dual citizenship. Yeah. Macy Sutherland. Curated hymnals, Charlie Dustman, and Armed Staunchly. Okay. Charlie Dustman sounds like the protagonist of like a Disney baseball movie. Like a guy who, uh, a rookie who never got a shot, finally makes it up to the bigs. Oh, I, I can't, find, can't find much here on uh, Adley Rutschman's uh, genealogy. Yeah. 
going to have to see if I can get like a jersey card with some sweat and do like a three and or third, 50. What is it? 23 and me. 23 and me. 350. Uh... I don't know. I've never done it. I have no interest in doing that. Uh, uh, my, uh, my mom did that uh, a few years back and uh, ancestry.com. Jordan, I know this may become a, sh- a shock to you. You're related to Elvis Presley. No, but uh, ninety nine point like eight percent European. Oh, <laughs> shocker! <laughs> you know, I yeah, okay. <laughs> um, any other thoughts on MLB All Star Weekend here, Josh? What are your thoughts on the futures game? Uh, Tink Hence is the future, and I liked what I saw. Yeah, I agree. I also liked what I saw in that game that I watched. <laughs> uh, hey, here's my other one thing to leave one question for you here mlb has or nba has dunk contest three point and skills contest mlb they have the home run derby if they were going to come up with another event what would your idea be give me an idea for another mlb all-star weekend event definitely uh like a outfield like throwing accuracy i was challenge that'd be cool yeah um like a top golf but you're throwing it Almost like you have to get it in the targets. Yeah, so kind of like that, kind of like the quarterback thing at the Pro Bowl now. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like what the equivalent of a punt, pass, and kick would be. A bu- the bunting derby. Some sort of hit a ball to the outfield, go run, grab it, pick it up, throw it in. Oh God, no! I, I um I I do like the bunting derby that's over in the Korean or Japanese yeah. league. I forget off the top of my head. Yeah, that's a good. Maybe one. they both good. do it. But That's a good one. we'll get the punting derby. It's electric. Um, and I feel like, uh, I feel like th- there's a lot of prime candidates out there. Oh, and, and even then, like, I feel like that would be the perfect thing for like veterans who don't want to actually do like an event in the all-star game, you know, like yeah. show, Hey, he didn't want to hit poo in the home run derby. He would do that, you know? Or, yeah. Like, that's not something you would get injured in, obviously, or it's not yeah. something you have to really exert. And that would be electric if they did that, like right before the derby, because everybody would <laughs> be going crazy over like the little, pink, the little rollers. Uh, I was thinking some sort of race, like a one player runs to first, another player runs first to second. You know, it's like a relay almost. But I don't know. They they tried that before in the NFL, and it's hard to get all the actually fastest players to agree to train and try for a race. Yeah. Um, be funny if like you know how in the home run derby they say it fucks up your swing if like after that you forgot how to run <laughs> like Trey Turner you see he gets caught stealing every fucking time now he forgot how to run after the goddamn base stealing derby and why don't we, why don't we just do like a straight up 100, 100 yard dash between all the fastest players in the mm-hmm. in yeah uh, home plate to center field yeah and they have to crash into the wall and it, it's the they do it at old Astro Stadium with the with the Ooh, hill, with the hill? <laughs> yeah and the pole in the way. Yeah. What a crazy uh, ass stadium. Um, all right. Well, any other thoughts on All Star Weekend? I think I'm good. All Star beginning of the week. Until yeah, God. I, that's I was... that's my other take. All star MLB All Star Weekend. Or MLB All Star needs to be on a weekend, or my idea, Fourth of July is the home run derby. That'd be cool. And then All Star Game would be on the fifth. And like they're Imagine. actually getting fireworks. What? Like there's firecrackers on every baseball. 
Now that would be cool. Or yeah, they just, or they, yeah, they just play it at night and the whole time there's a fireworks show in the outfield based on how it's like how there's a, you know, like led lights that react to the music. Yeah. However many home runs you hit determines how crazy the fireworks are going. <laughs> Robinson Cano would be very boring. Uh-huh. <laughs> Some, uh, some other things here, Josh, I got a few NFL things to run through. Uh, nothing too crazy, so we'll just run through these. Uh, first up, Chief Saholic has been captured. About time, getting these these people off our streets. You know? Me personally, me personally, I'm not scared when I go into a credit union in the greater Midwestern area because I don't want to let, let the terrorists win. I don't want to let Chief Saholic win. We're not afraid anymore. We can't we can't let this this well, Chiefs until agenda take over the nation. You see what you see what Patrick Mahomes does. We let the Chiefs win a couple Super Bowls and look at look at what their fans do. We can't have this anymore. Mahomes has to be traded. Goodell, do the right thing. Trade him to a big market, uh, LA. Oakland. Oh, Oakland. <laughs> yeah. The A's? I want to sit in. Yeah. Him and Kyler? <laughs> it's like a buddy comedy, they're roommates. Two quarterbacks who lost it all. Uh, <laughs> well, Kyler uh, never had anything to lose. I don't know. Uh, for those who don't know, though, Chiefs of Holic, uh, if you didn't see, well, he's he's the Chiefs fan, Twitter icon guy, Chiefs fan, and he was arrested for robbing a bank, except it recently came out now with the FBI report. He robbed several banks for several hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions. Hey, that's how, that's, how do you think he could afford those Chiefs tickets? Well, I mean, yes, true, because he would travel to most games. And he would also, the thing that he was also known for on Twitter was placing these insane bets, like $1,000 on the third string tight end to score a touchdown. And then it would hit and he would post it. And everybody like, how the fuck is this dude hitting these bets? He must be like a millionaire or something. No, he's robbing banks. And apparently how he would launder the money is either through sports books or through casinos. So he would rob. I remember there was one thing in the story that said he robbed like $300,000, something from a bank in, I don't know, Oklahoma City, we'll say. And then like the next day in like uh, Tulsa at the Ameristar Casino, somebody <laughs> placed $300,000 worth of wagers and then left with like 180000 of. Yeah. It's not a bad idea in the sense of like, you go in with this money you can't deposit to a bank, you play it at a casino, maybe you lose a little bit of it, you cash out early. The problem is when you do that like seven times, a pattern emerges, it becomes insanely easy for them to catch you. Yeah, especially, like, oh. especially if you're using the exact quantity stolen from a bank. <laughs> right. And I think there was also, they ended up getting like his, his like, uh, I have uh, DNA on something that like connected him to multiple, I don't know. They got, they got the hair off from the wolf mask. Yeah. That was, that's like, what I got. This we need to by a werewolf. Wait, no, that's ridiculous. <laughs> we need a 48 hours or uh, NBC Dateline or something on this. We need a dramatic re-, re because he would rob the banks. And then I guess like because the, the, the bag they recovered or whatever was apparently found in like a field behind the bank or something. So I guess he'd run away, change clothes, and then escape. So we need like a dramatic reinterpretation of I want to see a guy in a wolf costume sprint out of a fucking true credit tree out of a, a great national bank of Wichita. <laughs> yeah, and runs up and oh, um, other NFL news. 
uh, more legal trouble. Alvin Kamara, who was arrested a long time ago, uh, suspension is looming. Josh, as a fantasy football uh, expert, sure. insider, um, why not? <laughs> what are your thoughts on how this will impact Alvin Kamara's fantasy football value in 2023? Well, since the Saints are bad and they have no offensive line, but they have Derek Carr. You, since the Saints are bad, <laughs> uh, I think I think he's still a great, you know, third running third running back for your team off the board. Where it's like you know, kind of the sixth, seventh round or whatever. And you're like, oh, Alvin Kamara's still here. But what, I, I'll pick him up, and uh, he'll, he'll look, he'll, I'll look really smart when his six game suspension's up, and I get him in week seven, and then like he'll get like, I don't know, ten points a game. <laughs> Yeah, that's at the same time. I feel like there's gonna probably there's a good chance there's at least one guy in your league that doesn't know he's suspended. Oh yeah, takes him in like the second round. <laughs> I mean, he he might just get suspended for like two games, in which case I don't know how much that really affects it at all. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I I, I think he's I think he's how old is he now? Twenty eight. That's basically a thousand for running back years. So Alvin Kamara is twenty seven. Yeah, see. He, oh, I know. It's, I know. He turns twenty-eight in ten days. So. You see, it's see? over. It's it's, it's over. So over. <laughs> God, uh, another running back here, Saquon Barkley. He has wanted a new contract for a while. Uh, he is playing on the franchise tag currently, and if you could believe it, he is not a big fan of that. <laughs> he would like a new deal. Um, I'm looking up now. I don't see any numbers or anything, how much he's going to get paid, but either way, he wants a long-term deal. I'm guessing Uh, he aren't, isn't going to get it (laughs) probably because all the reports are saying they're not close. And most of the time, these guys either get it done before the season or they're, they don't want to. So uh, it's, it's just how it is now. It's it's kind of like the Todd Gurley effect. You don't pay running backs anymore. You don't pay them a major second contract. No, like it's, that's just not the where the, the league is because there's just so much, talent at the running back position um at all levels and saquon hasn't really ever shown that he can stay healthy for a long term enough for a long-term contract so i don't blame him i wouldn't give it to him either yeah maybe i'd pay him maybe for like i give him a big payday for like two years maybe yeah i'm not, I'm not but, yeah, running back so you're just running backs are just never going to get long-term five-year deals or four-year deals even again for mega money especially when how much offensive linemen are generating these days for such a pass-heavy league. Yeah, I mean, honestly, at this point, the run, having a good run game is about way more than just having a good running back. Yeah. Uh, and another one here I just saw, too, Joe Mixon uh, came to an agreement on a deal for this year. He had been holding out. Hmm. Hard Knocks is going to cover the Jets. It's funny. I have I always get really excited about hard knocks and stuff I've watched it twice maybe <laughs> I've seen a lot of clips obviously which is cool and I'm sure there will be some how how involved do you think Aaron Rodgers will be not not at all you think they'll probably do like a segment on him showing up and he'll do like a interview but then oh yeah you know I'm really excited to be in here yeah but then it'll just be like all media day clips or I mean those are mostly like I feel like these shows are normally about like guys trying to make the roster yeah, it's it's usually not about you know the main stars. 
Yeah, but I mean, this is a unique situation. Like, I feel I feel like the Jets would have been better for in season hard knocks. I would not like in season hard knocks if I was a player. Beginning of the year, no. sure. In season, I'd be like, "Fuck you! What are you? The fuck?" <laughs> Especially last year, wasn't it the Cardinals? They had a bad yeah. year. Yeah. <laughs> like, God damn, you guys are showing up now. <laughs> uh, that's all I got for NFL, though, Josh. And I think you've got a handful of quick hits, so. You can go ahead yeah. and take those. I've got some things to talk about at the end of the episode as well, including, folks, a little, uh, little teaser for the upcoming Barbie Oppenheimer release next weekend. Get excited for that. We're all very excited. Our interview with Cillian Murphy, great interview in studio. Love chopping it up with him. Hopefully going to be a recurring guest. <laughs> um, during the White Sox, are having a bad year. Yeah. That's putting it lightly right from our, our first two quick hits are from Jay Kuda. Um, he, he calculated Jay Kuda to the long relief. Podcast I wish, Network. I wish, man. Hey, I'm giving credit where credit's due. He's, he's got interesting stuff. He's our, he's our official stats keeper, but we're not <laughs> paying him or giving him any sort of direct uh, notice of that, but he is officially, we're, we're paying him an exposure as he has, yes. you know, only 77,000 Twitter followers. Right. We'll give him a little boost. Uh, I have the most home runs here hit as a team by left-handed hitters at guaranteed rate this year, Jordan. Okay. Do you have any guesses? I'm going to guess the White Sox are like 15th. Uh, no, there's only the top three. Oh, only the top three. Well, neither of them are going to be – none of them are going to be the White Sox. You're incorrect. Oh, okay. The White Sox are third with five okay. home runs with 432 at-bats. The Giants are in second with seven home runs with 70 at-bats. And they've only been there once. Yeah. <laughs> and the Rays are in first with eight home runs with 71 at-bats. And they've only been there like once. That's pretty tough. I thought maybe it was going to be like they just don't have – the White Sox don't have any left-handed hitters. No. no. <laughs> they're just that bad. They might be – they're not the worst team in the majors by a long shot, but they might be in the worst spot of any team. Yeah. They're like in that weird, we're not good, we're not bad, we have talent, we don't kind of range. Like we don't really have anything to trade away to build for the future. Owner. Yeah. Terrible city. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> that's you. You're the one that's going to get offended by that. Yeah. <laughs> you have much more of a claim to Chicago than me. <laughs> I like Chicago. Better, it's just cleaner, better New York. Fair. Jordan, got a quiz for you. Name all players in baseball history and sentence. Okay. Uh, <laughs> who have had 15 extra base hits and 15 plus stolen bases in the first 30 games of their career. Oh, of their career. I thought you were going to say. Um, in the oh, first 30 games of their career. I'm going to guess L.A. De La Cruz. Okay. I'm going to guess. Mike Trout? Incorrect. It's just Ellie De La Cruz. Okay, shit. <laughs> Fair. He is so goddamn good. <laughs> he is, and he's so fun, and the Reds are maybe good. I, I don't know. I can't figure it out. I don't know if any team in the Central is good or if the Reds are good. <laughs> Reds don't have any pitchers. No. 
I'm throwing out a bunch of auto-generated guys. It's like Graham Ashcraft. Like, that's not a real person. <laughs> I want to give a tip of the cap to Jalen Wilson. He yes. partnered with Wilson, the brand, uh, to donate $100 per Wilson! point. Yeah, the volleyball. Uh, to donate $100 per point and $50 per assist in the NBA Summer League to the YMCAs in Brooklyn. Um, three days ago, the total had already surpassed 5,300 uh, 5, and it has to be well over 6,000 now because he's been, you know, still just absolutely hooping. Um, so, you know, tip of the cap. Good, good on you, J-Will. Salute to the guy. Salute to the guy. I think he can be a good player in the NBA. I think he can fill like a Grant Williams role. Yes. He's got the body for it. He's got the experience. I think Brooklyn's – he's on Brooklyn, right? He's on Brooklyn. Brooklyn's a decent enough team. They seem to be well coached. A KU connection, a head coach, Jacques Long. Yep. So, salute to him. And salute to Marquise Noel for thinking he's Steph Curry. You saw that clip, right? Yes. <laughs> of course I saw it, Jordan. <laughs> he's been playing well, though, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been pretty good. Summer league, yeah. Yeah. You know, he's, you know, an undrafted free agent. <laughs> Not as playing as good as – um. Cam Whitmore, have you seen all that? He's been going yeah. crazy. And then I, I I bring it up because I saw a tweet this morning. It said, where would Cam Whitmore go in an NBA redraft? And someone called and said, you know, the draft was two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> all I know is that Oscar Thompson might be the greatest player in this class. Yeah, and amen sucks. <laughs> amen. I don't, he's, I don't think he's played. I think he's been hurt. So if, yeah. And Oscar has been incredible. So we might be in trouble if there's two of them. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's just so funny to me. I will never not laugh at it that there's just two of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> we don't as a society, we don't laugh at the concept of twins enough. It's 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 in, it, if you had never seen twins until an adult and then like you were introduced to the concept of twins, you would lose your mind. Oh, I, I, I think about it all the time, like the like, let's say, like, you know, you, you did uh, way back when, you know, communication that twins were possible wasn't right. very widespread. You never met a lot of people anyone or whatever. Know. And all of a sudden, like you or like, you know, your wife just gives birth to two people. Yeah. And it's the same person. Like I, back then you would totally have been like, oh, no, God made a mistake. We have to kill one. My, my <laughs> wife is a witch. She... Right. So that's that's what they would have resorted to back then. I don't blame people thinking that way back then when they didn't know any better because, like every like I said, we've said before, the sun comes up every day. I'm worshiping that as my god. Well, if I saw an eclipse and you had no idea what an eclipse was, yeah, I'd be like, we yeah. fucked up something. I'm we repenting. did something wrong. I'm changing everything. <laughs> we we did we made something bad. And if like I if I if, I if I sacrificed a goat. If I sacrificed a goat once and our crops started growing better. Hey, guess what I'm doing next year. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, double the week. It was the Mina Kimes. Yeah. Pregnant. So congrats. That's cool. That's cool. I, just, I really liked her uh, announcement post. It was her at the ESPYs and she said brought a plus one. <laughs> yeah. So. Definitely want to extend a long relief congrats to reoccurring double of the week uh, guest, Mina Kimes. Yes. The official NFL insider of the long relief podcast. Yes. I like the idea that now we can start handing these out. Just, you know, <laughs> they don't have to do anything on their end. No, I mean, but like we can write, we have like the, we recognize them. Right. We'll send a certificate to ESPN. It probably will not end up in Mina Kimes' hands, <laughs> but. 
Uh, yesterday, I want to give a happy 61st birthday to Tom Kenny, most famous for a voice of SpongeBob, a voice of many, many other things. Many. Happy birthday, Tom Kenny. Happy birthday. I can't do the SpongeBob laugh. <laughs> Have you seen how he does it? He like slaps his throat and like that's how he gets the laugh. I always figured it was just effects. No, no he's, he's the love Tom, of the game. Tom Kenny's a walking soundboard. Come on now. Whenever you see those voice actors and stuff, it, it blows my mind. Yeah. Especially like when it's like a girl who does like he, Timmy Turner's voice actor is a girl. Sarah Strong. Legend. Finding out things like that. Yeah, that was crazy as a kid. Bart Simpson's voice yeah, yeah, girl. So she does, she does Bart Simpson and uh, 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 Mo. I don't know. No, <laughs> I don't know who it was, but it would always be something like that. <laughs> um, Joe, we have trouble brewing. Oh, Philip Rivers. He's got a tenth child on the way. Yep, offense yeah. is complete. He now has enough for a complete offense. Where are you? Where are you putting the baby slot receiver? I'm 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 thinking left guard. <laughs> not gonna think, trample the baby. I think that baby could protect the blind side. Yeah. Or is the baby the ball? <laughs> the ball isn't a member of the offense. <laughs> no, it depends on who you ask. It's true. Um not on my team, son. Yeah, that sounds like some Bill Belichick should like the ball is the twelfth man. Yeah. The fans are not the twelfth man. Yeah, <laughs> no, that sounds more of like a like a, a low end high school team. Fucking yeah, that make you like a co- the coach that makes you carry the ball around all day in class, and it's like, coach, I, we're at Kansas four A. I'm projecting things that I saw in my own life here. They did know. that. Yeah, I remember it was. I don't remember who, obviously, and I wouldn't say his name. Uh, it was the running back or whatever, an older kid, and he fumbled a lot, and so he was always supposed to carry a ball around. I, I think that was literally like something that our coach saw in like Friday Night Lights. I think. Yeah, I think I think Maybe it was. Smash Williams carry a ball around, and if anyone on the team sees him, you're supposed to try to knock it out. Uh, there was a teacher at my high school that gave extra credit if kids punched my brother. That was pretty cool. What? You're gonna have to give a little more context. That that's pretty much the entire story. Like people kept like watching him, kind of like punch buggy, you know, my brother, and they'd be like, "Hey, can you tell Mister whatever that I punched you?" And he'd be like, "What?" And like, yeah, he was like offering extra credit for people to punch my brother. I, Why? I, I don't know. This guy, this guy's tenure, he's insane. He would bring like snakes into the class. Like he'd catch a snake out back. And then, like, put it on a kid's shoulder, and a kid would be like, Oh, a fake snake, and then you know, kind of flick it. Snake did not like that ever. And then he lost the snake, and the snake was never found. So, potentially, there's he still a it. snake generationals oh. of snakes loose in my high school. <laughs> Probably they're waiting for the right moment to attack. He, why true. would did your brother like, was he like your brother's coach or something? No, like, they just always, you know, this guy just always like, you know, ripped on students and all that like that's it's his thing he still works there it's it's his thing he just kind of doesn't really teach much he just kind of rips on students the entire time and he gives them money for punching no extra credit gives them extra credit for punching a kid like there's been about four different times that i should be retired by now if my mom just sued somebody (laughs) for something happening (laughs) like the owner of the peoria chiefs uh you know he was an old man he's a sweet old man uh he ran over 
my stepdad's foot with his golf cart that he would cruise around in at the stadium. Oh, I should I own the Peoria Chiefs right now. I, you're playing third base. I should be. Uh, my brother got concussed due to a leaking like AC unit at the school that he slipped on at a basketball camp. Just took the free T-shirt, didn't sue. Like, <laughs> like free, a free Frito pie from the concession stand. In his defense, he was a concussed child, so right. I'm not going to blame him. Concession just, stand, more like more like concussion stand. Exactly. Whoa, he's cooking. He's cooking. Folks, <laughs> it's, it's too folks. early. It's too early. Uh, anyway, back to back to important topics. Um, want to give a tip of the cap and another dub of the week, Sabrina Ionesco yeah. setting the NBA and WNBA uh, record for uh, the three point contest by making by scoring thirty seven points. Went insane. She was go. She was. I, I, you don't. We don't say it anymore. Well, we gotta bring it back. She was going sickle mode. She was. She was. <laughs> oh, brother. And then uh, tip of the cap to. Uh, Oh, I forget. I think it was Chelsea Gray, Kelsey Plum, and Asia Wilson for winning the skills competition. Sure. Off the top of my head. Chelsea Plum seems to win everything in the league. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> seems as though she's a little too good. They need to nerf her. Oh, no. Ace gang. No. They need to, They definitely need to nerf the aces. No. Nikki Hammond, Asia Wilson. Mm-mm. Cope. Okay. I mean, I don't have it at Allegiant, so I guess I could declare myself. I'm more, I'm more of a fan of like the play of specific players in the WNBA, but I, I, I do like the Aces. They're they're probably the coolest, like from in terms of like logo and uniforms. Yeah, I do like the Connecticut Sun. I mean, the New York Liberty are popping off too with with uh, Stewie and Sabrina. So they're yeah, they're like Liberty Green or whatever. It's pretty yeah. Cool. So I, it'll be a fun playoffs and second half of the season for the WNBA. So when the when does the playoffs start? It's always like late summer. Yeah, it's always a confusing time. It feels like a time where I'm like always busy, and then I'm like, oh yeah, ah oh, shit, that starts today. Shit. Yeah. But who knows? Jimmy Butler, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let this you say. I'll best let you thing take. I saw this week. I'll let you take it away. Jimmy Butler is dating Shakira. Shakira, we, Shakira. If Jimmy Butler wins a title, we have to start putting him in the conversation of top 10 lives of all time. Yeah. I mean, this is the first family of Miami. Yeah. This is like Pitbull would officiate this wedding. Right. Uh, he has quote, to ask for Pitbull's blessing, actually. <laughs> the, the quote here from USA Weekly is, Jimmy makes Shakira smile and she feels happy spending time with him. All right. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's good. Crazy. That's crazy. I, a list of a list. I, what? I, I just, I mean, it's just amazing. It's just yeah. what a run for Jim, what a run for Jimmy Butler family. off of two finals appearances. <laughs> the new Royal family of Southern Florida. Yeah. Of America. Maybe even fuck it. It's true. I can't see who's going to step up to stop them. The people have said it before. The Kardashians are our royal family. Yeah. And they hold just as much power. Yeah. Probably more. Probably more. <laughs> uh, kind of not, not as much as like on my back hurting, but I wanted to give it its flowers. The Blair Witch Project. At least 24 years ago yesterday. Wow. 
like the first found footage well, the first mainstream successful found footage movie yeah wait, what do you mean released you mean the tapes were discovered yeah excuse me excuse me yeah the tape the tapes were found um god to, to be to be around when that release with like barely the internet still in like its infancy that'd be cool to be around like getting into like arguments so, like lunchroom arguments and if you're in high school still be like there's no way it's real they yeah. wouldn't release the film nah dude no they're trying to make people knowledgeable to not go into the forest yeah dude they're trying to spread awareness they're trying to save lives yeah so what the family wanted you know for <laughs> everyone to see it <laughs> have you ever seen the Blair Witch Project Jordan uh no but enough i've culturally i know enough i know like what it is i know the story and i know the you know i used to watch it. i watched it one time while uh you, camping you, at you, alan Fieldhouse, and really? one guy kind of looked at me like i was insane because <laughs> it was like 11 a.m on a saturday <laughs> i was awesome. like dude i'm here for four hours i'm gonna pass the time somehow <laughs> oh, yeah i'm gonna give myself a fright to make the yeah. time go pass faster <laughs> oh and then um, on a more serious note, our get well soon of the week, Dick Vitale reveals that he has vocal cord cancer, which I think is what he had the last time too, or was that just throat cancer last time? Something, sem- something, something similar. Assuming it's related. It all stems from the same. Yeah, but we wanted to give our best wishes to Mr. Dickie yes. B. Got some time here. Hopefully he can... Rest up, get healthy, and get back on the sidelines for oh, yeah, uh, man. KU. College basketball ain't college basketball just isn't the same without uh Dick EV out there talking about them diaper dandies. No, we need we need Dick Vitale for the KU Houston Big 12 rivalry starting and potentially the KU Yukon rivalry. Ooh. Apparently, that's a leak that came out. Yukon maybe headed to the Big 12. But that's all I got, Jordan. All right. Well, um, I guess we still have time. Uh, we can run through my list here of top 50 NBA players. We going to do the entire list today or just like the bottom 25 and the top 25? That's a good idea. Let's do the bottom 25. Do the bottom 25. Do the top 25. Let's do the bums of this. <laughs> uh, should I start at 50 or should I start at 26? Oh, let's start at 50. Come on now. All right. No, I, I, imagine there's a, I imagine there's a lot of discourse for pick number 46. Right. So. <laughs> Well, uh, a little treat for you folks. There's actually 51 names on this. Whoa, list. whoa, whoa, whoa. Are we going to allow that? Yeah, maybe. You and it's funny. We're doing, it this, we're doing it in this order, which means whoever is number one will actually be the honorable mention. <laughs> because uh, at 51 slash honorable mention, we're close. Really? I don't know. I, he wasn't in the top 50, and then I thought about it, and I was like, ah, I'll throw Brooke on there. As long yeah, as throw a Splash Mountain on there. I'll give him top 50 nicknames in the NBA. Top two nicknames, and he's not two. <laughs> Number 50. Should I just do, like, maybe I'll, I'll give, like, three or four, and then you can just say what you want? Just, yeah, just keep going, and then I'll, like, I'll, I'll pipe in if I have to pipe in. All right. Uh, number 50, we have Clay Thompson. Okay. Number 49, we have Tyrese Maxey. Sure. Uh, probably put him a little higher, but sure. Number 48, Chris Middleton. I'd probably put Clay above him. And number 47, Fred Van Fleet. We don't know him, so sure. Yeah, I guess you want him off the list now, probably. <laughs> no, he's, he's very good. I would have put him in the 30s. What are your thoughts on him being below both LaMelo Ball and Chris Paul? Ooh, that I don't agree with. <laughs> Either or both? 
he, I guess if we're talking about like just pure skill and potential LaMelo, mm-hmm. sure. But like in my, in my head with this, I was thinking like, I'm trying to win a championship. I don't know who else is on the team. You know, what's like, Chris Paul done? What? What's Chris Paul done? He ain't got, he ain't got a ring. Like, like Fred. That's true. Fred might have to be like 18th then. <laughs> Everybody with a ring goes first. That's, that's the roster of the Nuggets. Bruce Brown above uh, Luca. Um, Chris Paul is at 45. And right above him, we've got Draymond at 44. I could not, I couldn't figure out where to put Draymond. Yeah. I think he would have a case for like 30, but he could also have a case for like 94. Yes. It just depends on the day. <laughs> right. And like, obviously if you put Draymond on like the worst team in the league, like if you dropped him onto the Spurs next year, I guess with Wimby, but uh, he would not be very good, but you put him on a winning team and he is potentially a top 10 player. <laughs> yeah. It's very so bizarre. Wasn't sure what to do with him there. And then 43 DeJounte Murray. 42, Desmond Bain. 41, Evan Mobley. 40, Lamar DeRozan. Your thoughts? I mean, yeah. I mean, he's getting older. Um, that seems like a fair spot. I think he needs to – he's going to start transitioning into not being the guy, but start being, like, the complimentary piece here soon. Um, getting very concerned that you're putting uh, – I've got a feeling Scotty Barnes is not on this list, but Evan Mobley is. It's all Scotty Barnes is not on this list. Okay. Your thoughts? What's Evan Mobley done? Um, one rookie of the year. Well, that's in, that's incorrect. <laughs> uh, oh, I would rather have Mobley right now. Scotty Barnes probably would be like fifty fourth or something on the list. One spot above Demar at number thirty nine, we have Drew Holiday. This is another guy that. You know, on a winning team, he's in this sort of spot. Could even be higher, but you know, he's not that not great. guy. He can't be the guy. So no. depends on how much you weigh that. And here's a guy who is the guy, Mikhail Bridges. Your thoughts? <clears throat> Jury's still out. He could he could be one of the biggest risers. I wouldn't be shocked if by next year he was like 18th. Maybe. Darius Garland at 37. You got Jaron Jackson Jr. at 36. Okay. Lori Markinen, Brandon Ingram, Julius Randle. And then we've got Jalen Brunson at 32. Might be a little high, but okay. We've got Carl Anthony Towns at 31. Too high. We've got Brad Beal at 30. Might be too high. And this is where I'm probably going to get canceled. Okay. Miles Bridges. No. I have Kawhi Leonard at 29. I mean, that's fair for he, what's, he, what's he done the past couple of years. You know, he's been injured. He's got his um, – there's legitimate longevity questions there. He's getting older. You he know? doesn't play. No shame. He doesn't, as I believe we've said before, he has no knees. He has. I'm no a little chance. disappointed that you're putting him below Paul George, I'm feeling. So that's kind of sad, but. Um, I think Paul George actually contributes to the Clippers, whereas Kawhi Leonard – Takes up half of their cow. Hey, what do you uh, do? I also I borderline just considered leaving Kawhi off. That's true. But like when he plays, he is a top ten player probably. But we haven't seen 
him play like a long term. Uh, like we haven't we've seen him. Play, what did he play last year for like 30, 40 games? Something like that. I mean, like in the greatest of hindsights, it is kind of good that he didn't resign with the Raptors because now he's just forever loved in Toronto as opposed to being like, wow, like, yeah, he wanted us the ring, but now he's just taking up all our cap. Should have won another one, you know? Yeah. Um. So like low key kind of, kind of good. He didn't, yeah. he didn't resign. Honestly. Um, he played in, he played in 52 games last year. Okay. okay. But still, I mean, he breaks down. You can't rely on, if he was a free agent tomorrow and you signed him, you you wouldn't immediately be like oh sweet we're in we're like you'd be like I hope he stays healthy yeah and uh, I agree and I don't know I think maybe I'm wrong maybe he is back to like fourth next year and wins a title with James Harden <laughs> I want to get ahead of this now how Kawhi Leonard's for his career he's not even a twenty point per game scorer really how long until we have the Serbian people like, oh, Kawhi wasn't even that good. He yeah. couldn't even score 20. Like, oh my God, that I wish I hadn't learned that. That makes me very dis- that makes me very upset already. <laughs> that will be a conversation. Kids down the line will be very much like, oh, Kawhi, yeah. Kawhi Leonard. And which is funny because at one point I remember saying, like, he has a chance to be the GOAT if he can win a title with three different franchises. Didn't hey. Not but over. We have to explain to him. It's not he's, over. He's bored, man. He's a fun guy. That's apple all you needed to know. And it's apple time. It's apple time, apple time. The board man still gets paid. God. Toronto was the best thing to happen for his career. Probably. It gave him, it gave him personality. Probably. And yeah, that's a good point. Imagine if he... It humanized him. <laughs> well, imagine if in, he never had left Toronto, or if he had never left San Antonio to go to Toronto. and just stayed in San Antonio until he forced his way out to the Clippers. And imagine if the whole Toronto second title was never there. People will be looking at Kawhi way differently. Second title. For second, he won a title in San Antonio. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you now. And so, like, if he had if he had done that and then became the star and then just, like, got frustrated and demanded out, like, the fact that he won a title in Toronto kind of saves him from criticism on that. Like, if he had been traded to the Clippers, hadn't won a title, got injured all the time, everything that happened right now still happened yeah, without yeah. that title in Toronto – Everybody would be like, oh, man, remember when Kawhi was carried to that ring in San Antonio and then he forced <laughs> his way out and now he sucks? Just goes to show you how fickle narratives can be. Um, exactly. Just And just what the perpetual, what could have happened had uh, um, Zaza, Zaza. Hadn't, hadn't, hadn't been a piece of shit and slipped his leg underneath Kawhi there. True. Who knows? True. And um the reason why I said I think I'm going to get canceled is 40 people that are above him, including Anthony Edwards at 28. No, I don't like it. I would. I think I'd rather have Anthony Edwards than Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, but you're t- you're you're putting way too much weight and put the potential into what has been accomplished. I, I'm I. It's a, a little bit of that, but really, it, it more so is just Kawhi being low. It's Kawhi being low because I don't think Ed, I don't have it. Edwards above Brad Beal. Edwards above Cat Brunson Randall. That feels natural to me. I suppose. I don't know. We'll see because he has to still take that jump to where he can be the number one guy on a team. Because right now it's kind of him and Cat and Rudy are all sort of. Bad. None of them are the alpha. <laughs> uh uh cats a beta rudy lord knows he's a fucking uh he's a delta as we all know delta variant i don't know bad joke 
Number 27, Tyrese Halliburton. Okay. And at number 26, Zion Williamson. No. Too low? Too high. 26. He doesn't play. He doesn't play. Neither does Kawhi. He's played like 20 games in his NBA career, though. We have nothing to prove. It's to say it's... It's, you, it's you're 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 punishing Kawhi for not playing, but then you put a guy like Zion Williamson, who just straight, he played 29 games last year. Kawhi, okay, and they're also he was an all star, and he only played 29 games, and he's already missed a full season. They're separated by like three spots, so really the same arguments apply. They don't, but my point with Zion, when he plays, he is the most dominant player on the four. 22 and 10. I'm verifying. I'm verifying because Zion has been hurt so much, and there's so many memes and so many jokes around him. Obviously, blowing out his sneakers, soda bottles in the bathroom. But at the end of the day, when he plays, he is a fucking monster. And if they can figure it out, realistically, they need to trade him. It's not going to work in New Orleans. He needs a fresh start. Trade him to Oklahoma City. I don't know, and give him. I don't know. Uh, part of it also is the Pelicans are a pretty mediocre organization. Also. Yeah. And so if he had been drafted to a good team, there's a chance he's a top five player in the NBA right now. No. I don't think that's crazy. Think Why that's is that crazy. crazy? We have nothing to, to show for any proof <laughs> that, that, that that is true. We do because he's been dominant when he has played. And that's the end of the first half of the list. Crazy. So stay tuned for next episode from the top of the list. Again, all of those are correct and are exactly in the perfect spot. So there should not be any arguments or discourse about this. Uh, I don't know. I had fun making that list. It was really hard at times, like figuring out like this guy versus this guy. And so whenever, if there's ever like one guy directly above a guy, like that's like, again, Zion being directly above Kawhi, they're probably pretty even. I wouldn't, would you, here, if uh, uh, New Orleans GM, what's his name, David Griffin, calls up Jerry West, says, hey, Zion for Kawhi. Who says no? You obviously take that deal. Zion's 23 years old. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Actually, recently, happy birthday, Zion Williamson. His birthday was July 6th. We just missed it. Sorry, man. Happy birthday, Zion. I think you're the 26th best player in the NBA. That's your gift for your 26th birthday. It's 23. <laughs> I think you're the 23rd best player in the NBA. I'll adjust my list. Uh, Bozo of the week, Josh. TV executives. Oh, I agree. For the entire writer strike and everything. But the big thing that the reason why I put this in there this week, uh, someone, I guess I should see exactly who it said. I guess there's not a there's not a name on it, but uh, someone apparently said the plan for the studios is to drag this on until people start to lose their houses. To which everybody naturally was like, "Well, what? That sounds like some cartoon bad guy villain energy," uh, including actor Ron Perlman, known for Hellboy, Transformers, Sons of Anarchy. Uh, he took to I think Instagram and said, "Listen here, motherfucker." There's a lot of ways to lose your house. One of them is figuring out who the fuck said that and where he fucking lives. Pretty badass. 
Pretty cool. But just in general, and my, oh, 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 you might have saw this on my Instagram story last night. I got hit with the Netflix, uh, this device is not part of your home network shit. Every time I go to my mom's house, I always make sure to open up the app. So that way I, I got to do that now. I guess I got to bring my fire stick with me the next time I go home. Just kind of bullshit. It's very bullshit. So stupid. Imagine like if like you lived overseas or something. Yeah. Like if you're if you're studying abroad or something and you're on your parents' Netflix or like if you and your like wife like live on opposite sides of the country for like a summer or something, one of you can't use the Netflix. Oh, I, I, I'm not buying Netflix, you know. No. <laughs> like That's really all it is, it's all this is going to do is going to convince people to either figure out ways to like, oh, I just have to take my laptop on my mom's something. Or people are just gonna not have Netflix. Yeah. Like no one's gonna buy it. I'll I'll find a way to watch the final season of Stranger Things. That's really the only reason I would even consider having Netflix. And that's yeah. a one-shot thing. I wanted to last night I opened it, I was gonna watch quarterback the new show. I'm not watching it. I haven't seen it yet. Can't. Can't. Doesn't exist and as far as I'm concerned. I don't care. And if it does bad, then maybe just delete it. Yeah. And it will just never exist anymore. Because that's something that happens. They what show was that, or what movie was that? I think it was a Disney Batgirl. No, well, yeah, but no. More recently, there was another one where it was the movie was in theaters and it was out for like two months, and then they deleted it. Strange Planet, maybe something like that. And um, what are your thoughts on like them doing the thing with the proposal, saying like, oh, they can scan like background actors' faces, whatever, pay them a one-time fee, and then just use them in whatever they want using AI perpetually and not pay them any royalties or residuals or anything like that i must yeah. start doing that with you on the podcast I think. <laughs> between that and like ai like videos of actors and stuff that they can do now like you can art you can get a yeah. video you can get a video of dwayne the rock johnson saying the fitness gram pacer test is a multi-stage yeah it's it's a it's a dark road they're heading down in terms of exploiting actors and writers and talent and stuff and but Jordan, Jordan, Bob Iger's only making like $27 million a year. I think the actors are being ridiculous. They are the being a little unreasonable, as God. I believe the word he used. Yeah. Maybe Bob Iger will be, maybe he'll, I wonder if he'll think if they're unreasonable when he's strapped up to the guillotine. <laughs> um, the worst thing I saw this week. So this is part of a broader thing that I've talked about several times. And so some a lesson that I have had to, to teach myself. When you're on Twitter, you should never go more than two replies deep in a thread. There is never anything good that can come from that much discourse on Twitter. This tweet, it was it's from an account called Washington Redskins, and it's posts like vintage Redskins clips from the vault. Sure. And that's like their thing. It's like posts like old clips. And they posted a DM they got from the commanders that's uh, like that official team. They said like, hey, like we love like that you're like showing all these old clips and stuff. Like, would you mind putting in something that just says like fan account, parody account, you know, whatever? Because like, they, I'm pretty sure also he had an eight dollar badge. Yeah, which, you know, he was verified as the real Washington Redskins. Yeah, so that's that's a reasonable request. I'm just be like, hey, parody account, you know, fan, what archive account? You know, so. Right. To which he, uh, the guy, screenshot it and was like, ha ha, like look at this, like no, like because I think. 
And then I don't know if that was intended by this guy, but it got picked up by the right wing of like, oh, bring back the Redskins. Oh, my God. Uh, and a bunch of people started being like, no, they, they they changed the name. We can do whatever. And the, the top reply here. So, the, here, again, this is my lesson. Never go deep in a Twitter thread. The top point tweet is that, the Redskins thing. Top reply, I demand season tickets for free. <laughs> and the next reply. And for life at every stadium that they build for your entire family for generations to boot. The next, boot. One, mm. the next tweet, some guy says, they own the name. And then the, the Washington Redskins. And then to where this guy says, they changed their name. Teams don't own names. Dallas don't own the word Cowboys. Yeah, they do. Have <laughs> you ever heard of a trademark before? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever heard? It's the most, the stupidest people alive. All settled to the bottom of the fucking shit bottle of fucking shit that is the internet. And they all settled to the bottom of in the bottom of these Twitter threads and on 755 comments fake deep on Facebook. And at some point, you can hear the frustration in my voice. I've what I've come to learn and what I'm what I'm working on with you know Dr. Janet and I have been you know talking a lot about this. Being able to just say these people are idiots and exiting out. <laughs> so that's my, that's my message to you all is that if you find yourself doom unplug, touch some grass, do scrolling and getting upset about how stupid people are on the internet. There's nothing you can do to change it. They will continue to be stupid forever. They unfortunately get to vote in our elections, but there's nothing you can do about that. So just unplug and touch grass. That's my reminder to you all touch grass. Also, Bozo of the Week and worst thing I saw this week is me on the Immaculate Grid. <laughs> Jordan, I mean, well, I mean, you've gotten Immaculate before, right? No. Oh, you haven't? No. Just put You're a player. Not in. All right. just, get, just guess the player. Uh, I got a little trivia here for us, Josh, to close it out. Okay. It's not, it's it's, not too it's long someone who played for Cleveland, Kansas City, because I didn't get that one on the grid today. Oh, Santana. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> I'll do the immaculate grid after this. We'll see what I do. Yeah, Santana. No. I forgot about his Cleveland days. This Part is coming out AC days. <laughs> yeah, so did I. I tried to at least. Uh, <laughs> so today is Saturday. Next weekend is the long awaited double feature release of Barbenheimer. Mm-hmm. Barbie and Oppenheimer. As we and been... two weeks away from every Goodwill having Barbenheimer shirts. <laughs> True. Uh, very excited for for both of these films. I remember as recently as our New Year's episode last year, we were talking about uh, this day coming up because we were both very excited for these films and everybody now, uh, the hype machine has gotten out of control. So very excited. Are you planning to see it opening weekend? So I'll probably wait just because it probably will be insane that first weekend. I'll, pro- I'll probably wait too and that way i can like kind of grandstand be like well i'm not crossing the stag picket line um until they say it's okay um no i might might go see oppenheimer uh first and maybe see barbie the weekend after i don't think i'm doing a double feature i don't think i'll have time to do that uh, on the weekend we had had discussed uh not me and you me and nick people talk to others no (laughs) It's just you, I promise. Yeah. Um, 
We uh, have... like Google short relief podcast. <laughs> so you do like 10 minute episodes. <laughs> we had discussed, I think the plan for us, we'll see of course if it happens, obviously was to be Oppenheimer lunch slash drinks, margs, whatever, and then go into Barbie. See, I asked, I asked this to friend of the pod, David Arth, because he is doing morning Oppenheimer night Barbie. Do you think you'll be able to party, party like Barbie after just seeing man-made horrors beyond comprehension and just drag, uh, ripping cigs? I think I'll have to. I don't, I don't, I don't know if you'll be able to. <laughs> I think the only way that I'll be able to absolve myself of the, the, the fears of nuclear annihilation is to party like a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. <laughs> if I can't live in this, I don't want to live in a nuclear world. I'll live in a Barbie world. Fuck it. Jordan. And so you're saying in a world full of Oppenheimers be a Ken. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they got, they, they got to have a crossover. Like in the last minute of the in the last minute of Barbie, she turns around and she looks up. The the fake Barbie Dreamhouse Village is where is actually a New Mexico like testing yeah. site. <laughs> oh, fuck. like man, Barbie, good thing you got out of there. They blew up Barbie's mansion. <laughs> um, a little uh, Barbie Oppenheimer crossover trivia here, a little uh, Mattel uh, Manhattan Project. Trivia. Okay. Um, three questions here. It's a either or what was higher kind of situation, higher or lower. Uh, best out of three wins. We'll see who wins. Um, okay. You again, have answers once again. You're, but okay. you're playing the dealer. So <laughs> it's, if you can get two out of three, you win. Um, what was higher? The explosion in Hiroshima in terms of kilotons of energy or Barbie's worldwide gross sales in 2002 by millions of dollars? I'm going to say Barbie's worldwide gross sales. Incorrect. Damn it. It's fifteen thousand kilotons versus fourteen million in sales, or fourteen billion in sales. Is that not bigger? Fourteen billion is bigger than fifteen. Fifteen thousand kilotons, fifteen thousand thousands. That sounds smaller than fourteen billion. The point me. was fifteen versus fourteen because on the graph it was like fourteen point two, and the other one was like fifteen point one. Okay, okay, okay. I, I anyway. Who is older? Combined ages. Robert Oppenheimer, so like when he died. Uh-huh. So now he's not like 150 or whatever, you know, he's whatever how, his age at death. Robert Oppenheimer and Cillian Murphy or Ruth Handler, the inventor of Barbie and Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie's only like 30. Cillian Murphy is probably 40 something. Is the creator of Barbie still alive? No, both of the first people are dead. They're both dead. You know, I'm just I'm sticking with my guns. I'm sticking with Team Barbie. Give me, give me, give me Margot and the creator of Barbie. Correct. Go. Margot Robbie is 33. Cillian is 47. But Oppenheimer died at 62, whereas Ruth Handler lived to be 85. Hmm. Hey, so, say, take take whatever conclusion you want from that. Folks. Right. Right. Um, final question here. This one is for all the marbles. What is greater? The current global stockpile of nukes or Guinness World Record holder Bettina Dorfman's extensive record-breaking collection of Barbies? Does she have more Barbies than there are nukes or are there more nukes than she owns Barbies? I know there's an insane amount of nukes in the world for when only like, what, seven or 13 countries have nuclear capabilities. 
but I also know that there's a billion goddamn Barbies. I th- I feel like there's probably going to be like some like 12,000 Barbies in that collection. I thought you said a billion. Well, like, you know, manufactured. <laughs> um, I'm assuming, yeah, I'm assuming it's no repeats. We're going, we're going for the three-peat. We're going Barbie again. Winner, Josh Ashelman and Barbie. Bettina Dorfman has 15,000, over 15,000 Barbies, and there are currently around 13,000 nukes on Earth. There we go. Something not you scary. Had, take whatever conclusion you want from that. Right. Right. Yeah, don't, don't think about that, that there are 13,000 world-ending bombs out there. Just sitting. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting. <laughs> Anyway, Jordan, <laughs> uh, I had popped up a nuclear fusion uh, quiz to see if we okay. needed a tiebreaker, but what if, know, I'm just a winner, so I guess we don't need that. What is it, is it going to be like? And, and, oh, just I'd be like a thermonuclear reaction. At I mean, things that we all know, like it, Jordan, in terms of energy, how many oil barrels are equivalent to one gram of DT fusion fuel? Assume complete reactions one to one ratio. Oh, oh, and it is, it is multiple choice if you want the options. Yeah, uh, 50 to 60, 0.5 to 0.6, 5 to 6, or 5,000 to 5,500. And I do have a hint for you if you need it. Okay, what's the hint? I it's not 5 to 6 or 5,000 to 5,500. I'll give you a 50 50. So, yeah, uh, who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah, um, I will go with uh, 0.5 to 0.6. Ooh! Oh no, I don't know if that's right. Submit my. <laughs> <laughs> it turned red. Oh, incorrect, Jordan. I am sorry. Bummer. Does it say the good answer, the correct answer, or do we just not know? It was fifty to sixty. But there was two options, Jordan. <laughs> oh well, fuck. That <laughs> uh, goes to show you, I should never go on. Who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah. Oh, brother. Oh, I scored f- zero fun trivia points. <laughs> Yeah, another as I learned with how many terrible riddles there are on the internet, there are also so many terrible trivia quizzes out there. Yeah. Like a couple of weeks ago, I looked up like Fourth of July trivia or something, and it was like, what month is the Fourth of July in? <laughs> what do you do if an elephant is coming down with a basketball? Get out of the way. <laughs> uh, anything else uh, for the people this week, Josh? Any other um... tidbits of wisdom you want to impart upon the people? I think I'm good. I, I think they haven't earned it yet. Fair enough. Um, you guys better be on your best behavior. Maybe you'll get it next week. <laughs> uh, you'll also next week be getting the rest of the top 50 NBA players list. So t- stay tuned for that. Uh, maybe we'll have a Barbie Oppenheimer review. Who knows? Probably not. Probably not. Uh, maybe Damian Lillard will be traded by then. It'll give us something to talk about. If not, we'll be finding some other topics to discuss so thank you all for listening to the 80th episode of long relief podcast please follow us on twitter at long relief cast at ashleman josh at by jordan wolf give us five stars if you give us five stars screenshot it and dm it to josh he will write you a poem about you and how much we love you that might be worse than when you tell people to give them money (laughs) Thank you. We love you all. We'll see you next week.